Welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. This is your host, Melina. I hope you're having a happy Monday or whatever day you're listening to this on. I am recording on Sunday like usual, but this time I'm recording at 8.20 in the morning and it feels so weird because I literally just woke up like an hour ago. Okay, maybe like two hours ago. I did my laundry, got my cafecito going And I cleaned my room and I was like, I'm going to record right now because I want to have the rest of the day kind of free. And by kind of free, I mean like not have to record the podcast, not have to worry about that. I have so much to do today. This week was a bit of a challenge for me because I had been out of work for like two weeks and just getting back into my routine and still trying to balance everything else I do on the side and live. It was very draining. Every day I felt extremely exhausted when I would get home. Like I didn't want to do anything. On Tuesday, I felt anxious and I just laid on the couch. Like I really, really wanted to go on a walk. But my body was just like, just lay here. And I think it was because last weekend I went to Catalina and my whole plan was on Sunday was to relax because I already had recorded the podcast. So on Sunday I met up with my friend. We had some juice just caught up because we hadn't seen each other in a couple weeks. And I was like, hey, I'm going to go home and I'm going to upload my podcast so that way I could relax and like do a couple errands I have to do, like go grocery shopping and clean my fridge. And I got home. I started editing the podcast that my brother and I recorded and I realized that there was a lot of audio issues on my end so I had to fix that and that took me like I don't know like six seven hours it was a lot of work because you guys if you listen to it it was like an hour podcast so it was a lot of work and I think it just got me kind of in a funk because my plans didn't go the way I thought they would so my week kind of started off in a weird funk and I went back to work and I was excited to go back but on Monday when I got in my car my car didn't want to start so that was like frustrating but for some reason I walked back into my house and got my spare key went back out and then it turned on so I don't know what was going on something was wrong with the key but then I was rushing to work and it was crazy and then Tuesday I just felt extremely overwhelmed because I had so much to do, but yet when I got home from work, I didn't want to do not one thing except lay on the couch. So I kind of listened to my body and I was just like, all right, I'm not going to do anything. But towards the end of my laying down session and just feeling sorry for myself because I had no energy, I started to feel anxious and I was like, I took a cold shower that made me feel a lot better. So after I got out of the shower, I was just like thinking to myself like you need to relax and you need to take it one day at a time tomorrow's a new day so if you're feeling in a funk or if you felt that way at a certain point just remember tomorrow's a new day or next week's a new week it's a temporary feeling it's not gonna last forever you just have to get yourself out of a funk and try to see what makes you feel better and I realized that I haven't worked out in about three weeks um this past week after that funky Tuesday I had. I started going on my walks again and they help extremely. 
so I'm doing that. And then this week, I'm going to start working out again because I miss it. And it's really good for my mental health. It just puts me in a better space mentally and physically, of course. So your girl finally signed up for Pilates. Uh, I'm taking just the intro class to see how it is and see if I like like the studios. So I have, I believe, two different studios that I'm going this week. So I'll let you guys know how that goes. My friend Angela just started going to Pilates and she loves it so far. So I got to try it. And I've been wanting to try it for a long time. I know I've talked about it on the podcast. You guys are probably like, finally, she's doing it. <laughs> but I'm a cheap ass. Like I sometimes it's really hard for me to spend money on myself. I'm always looking for like the best deal or where I can get something the cheapest. But for some other things, I'm like, all right, I don't care. I'll spend the money. Like I'll spend money on anybody else except myself. And I need to really work on that because we only have one life to live. And as long as my bills are paid, like there shouldn't be an issue with me spending that money. And it's for, it's for a good cause. It's for my physical and my mental health. So if you've been stopping yourself from doing something, just do it. Life is too short. The other day, one of the guys that I know was like, hey, Melina, like when I heard you had a podcast, I thought it was going to be a man hater podcast. And I'm like, why would you think that? But I think it's because I talk a lot of smack. Like I, it's just my personality. Like, no me dejo. If someone talks shit to me, like, I have a good comeback all the time. And sometimes it naturally just comes to me. I don't know if some of you are like that. I don't mean to say some things. <laughs> they just come out funny and savagey. <laughs> so I kind of get why he thought that. But this podcast, we talk about real life shit. And yes, sometimes we do talk shit about men. <laughs> so here's me talking shit about men. <laughs> Um, if you guys have been listening to my podcast, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this. I know I talked about it like on my Instagram story or something, but I was supposed to go on a date with a guy, uh, like a few months ago. He didn't confirm with me like a time and place. He just asked me what day I was free and we set a date, but he was like, I'll let you know where and what time. Didn't let me know anything to the day of. He's like, are we still on for today? So I made other plans because I'm not going to sit and wait on same day plans. And anyways, he called me annoying because he's like, you already seem like one of those annoying girls. And I was like, all right, whatever. I don't care. So I just stopped texting him. Anyways, this fool found me on Instagram. Um, I think that since I hit 10k, like my Instagram has kind of been on people's feeds and I think we have common friends. So he added my personal Instagram and I was like, what does this guy want? And part of me wanted it so bad to be like, oh my God, you're one of the, those annoying guys that don't get the point because he called me annoying. But then I was like, Melina, don't be a little toxica. It's not worth your energy. Don't be putting energy to people that don't deserve it. And then I was looking at his Instagram and I was like, definitely looks like the type that would do something like that. And yes, I am judging him based on his pictures. You guys know what I mean. And if you say, oh no, like, I don't know what that means. You always judge people too. Don't lie. So yesterday I actually met up with my friend Chantel. Shout out to Chantel. Um, 
we lost contact after I moved to Fontana. We used to be friends in middle school. So when I lived in LA, we were friends. We used to go to Nimitz Middle School. So thank you to TikTok. We were able to find each other again. She saw one of my videos and then commented and was like, hey, is this Melina from Nimitz? And I'm like, yes, we were really close when we were in middle school. We even did a talent show together. And I like just remembering a little bit about it. It's so cringy because I was so shy. I can't believe I stood in front of a crowd and performed because first of all, I can't dance. And second of all, what the hell was I thinking? Maybe I was trying to impress some little shouty. And I was telling Chantel, I'm like, we were so crazy. Like, why would we do that? And I think it was a song, like a Jaw Rule song or something. Oh my God. Just thinking about it, I'm like, ew, I can't believe I did that. But we reconnected and she's going to come on the podcast. But before that, I wanted to meet up with her just to catch up because it was a friendship that really meant a lot to me. And I really was heartbroken when I had to move to Fontana. And like I told you guys, I never really had any long-term friends when I moved out here. I still kept in contact with some of my LA friends, but you know, people grow up and like they go to school and they start families and you just lose contact. But Chantal was one of the persons that I lost contact. Like, I don't even remember if I had her phone number. I don't know, but it had been 19 years since we saw each other. And Yesterday we met at Chismosa Chismosa Cafe. It's in West Covina. If you guys haven't gone, it's super cute. You should go try it. Like the vibe is great. I loved, um, I had uh, horchata cold brew in Chilaquiles. They were delicious and I can't wait to go back and try more of the plates. Everything looked great. Um, The people were really nice. Anyways, we caught up. She's going to come on the podcast. She's actually a mental health professional so we've been talking about doing a podcast regarding how to start therapy because it's the question I get asked the most so we're gonna coordinate and record soon so I'm excited for that and it was just so nice to meet up with her and after I was just like ah man it felt like time never passed like it was like the old us but more mature because we were really immature when we were like sixth, seventh grade. And we were just talking about like catching up and she was like showing me pictures of people that I used to go to middle school with that I remember and she's still friends with. And it just felt like it was meant to be for us to cross paths again. And I felt like, wow, like some friendships are just meant to be. So I, she and I both shared after we left, like, thank you so much. Like it was so nice catching up. This won't be the last time. And we talked about how it's nice to have friends that are on the same wavelength of healing and mental health because sometimes when you have other friends that aren't on that wavelength, it just gets complicated because they don't understand you and you feel the need to step back. And that's okay. Like, I think that if you haven't heard my po- my episode on friendship breakups, sometimes some friends are not meant to be there throughout your whole journey it just you either outgrow friendships you have a falling out or you're just at different places in life like I've had friends that were still in that party phase and I was over it and just didn't serve me anything like their goals were not the same as mine and that's okay it's okay to be like that but Chantal and I were just talking about how it's 
nice to have friends that are on the same wavelength. And I'm not saying ditch all your friends, but if you're feeling that a friendship doesn't serve you, it's okay to step back from that friendship. Give it space. Not everyone's meant to be in every chapter of your life. And sometimes you realize that some friendships weren't what you thought they were. On Friday, I was driving home from dinner and as I was driving in my neighborhood, I was at a stop sign and I saw this man in his driveway with like two little girls. So it was like the dad or uncle or I don't know, brother. And these little girls were like staring at him and he was teaching them how to dance El Caballo Dorado. Like I'm 98% positive it was El Caballo Dorado. And he was just like putting sazon in his dance moves and the little girls were like kind of doing the steps. And it was so cute. It was one of the most wholesome things I had seen because this week, like I told you, it was rough for me and it just made my week. Like I was like, how cute is that? Like someone is teaching this little girl how to dance. The little girls were probably like six or seven and they were really into it. So I thought that was the sweetest thing ever. I wanted to like go tell them like, oh, that's so cute. But then I would be kind of creepy if I just stopped. I carry Lucre V everywhere I go and they're always in my purse so whenever I open one I always share with whoever I'm with and I get them hooked. If you're looking to try it or if you need to restock your pantry with your Liquid IV packets they are giving my listeners 25% off plus free shipping when you go to liquidiv.com and enter code unbreakable underscore Latina. Once again it's liquidiv.com with code unbreakable underscore Latina. On this week's episode, I wanted to talk about comparing yourself to others. We all do it. It's very pointless and destructive to be comparing yourself to someone else. And it's a habit that I can't just seem to break. So I'm pretty sure other people struggle with this. I think that we self-compare because like, that's the only way we validate what we're doing or just evaluate the opinions that you have or the abilities that you have by comparing yourself to someone who is similar to you and by similar I mean like the same age or you're in the same job field but you you're not going to compare yourself like to a celebrity because we don't have the same lifestyle you'll compare yourself to like a co-worker or a friend or someone that you're friends with on social media and you're the same age, you went to the same high school, you grew up in the same town, and you're like, wow, they're completing this, and I'm not doing that, or I'm so much better than them because I've done this, and we're all guilty of it, as much as I I don't like to talk about it, like, we all have been guilty of either self-destructing or just trying to feel better about yourself for doing better than someone that you know. We need to break this habit because... As you keep self-comparing, sometimes it brings a lot of unpleasant thoughts. Like, for example, I could think of a time where I went to a workout class and a girl was probably lifting heavier than I was. And I'm like, that bitch. (laughs) And they're like, we're like the same size and stuff. And I've done that before. I'm sure a lot of people have done it. Like those people that go to the cycle classes, they want to do it faster, last longer Because we're all here to do the same thing and I think it's just human nature to do it, but it's also kind of not a good thing to do. There's a quote out there, it's, comparison is the thief of joy and it's by Theodore Roosevelt and comparison just steals us away from satisfaction with our own life and our own accomplishments and 
maybe it's never good enough because someone is doing better than you. When we compare ourselves to other people, what we're actually just doing is comparing ourselves to the version that that person decides to put out into the world. Because for example, with social media, you're just watching someone's highlight reel. You don't know what they're really going through like in their day-to-day life basis, how their mental health is, how their family situations, their love life is. We just see the highlight reel and I've caught myself thinking like, wow, look at all these people that are married and I'm not married and they're already on their third kid and I'm not on my third kid. Like, you don't know what it took for them to get there. You don't know if they're happy. You don't know. You're just seeing whatever version that they chose to put out in the world. You don't know how that person really feels inside. And I think throughout the years, people have always compared themselves, but now with social media, it is so much easier to compare yourself to whatever version of that person you see. And although self-comparison can sometimes be used in a positive, healthy way, like for example, you see that girl at the gym that started going at the same time as you and now she's lifting heavier and you're like, wow, like I could accomplish that one day. It could be for self-motivation. But if you're looking at it being a hater or if you're thinking negative thoughts like, damn, I'll never get there, like I'm such a weak sauce, then that's when it becomes like a bad thing to do, to self-compare. Instead of wasting your time comparing your life to someone else's, spend it on investing and creating and caring for your own life to become a better version of you. You also have to accept where you are in life because you got there for a reason. And if you don't like where you are in life, then do things that make you step in the right direction to be where you want to be. And don't forget to love your past because the past version of you made you who you are today. So embrace your story, embrace all that you've been through and be proud of what you've done and how you've created a better version of yourself. Another way to stop comparing yourself to others is to do like a little social media detox. I go on my personal Instagram and if I don't like what someone's posting, I'll either unfollow them or I'll mute them or hide them. If it doesn't make me feel good, then why am I going to put that in my universe, right? So just remove things that don't bring you joy. Like Marie Kondo says, if it doesn't bring you joy, then remove it from your life. Only follow accounts that make you feel good and that keep you motivated, not accounts that make you feel bad about yourself. You have to remember that whoever you are today or whatever your accomplishment or whatever you haven't accomplished is not who you are going to be tomorrow, the next day, the next month, the next year. My life is not what I thought it was going to be like two years ago. Like so much has changed for me. And don't forget to be grateful for what you have right now. Although I don't have everything I want in life right now, for example, I really, really want to buy a house but I'm saving my money and I know it's not the right time quite yet, but it will be soon and I have to be grateful for the place that I have now. I have peace. I have a roof over my head. I have utilities. So it's just a little simple things. Be grateful for what you have at this moment. You have to realize that you're not perfect and that you're going to make mistakes along the way and not everybody has the same story and that's important to just realize that you're going to fail. You're going to fail at a lot of things, but you're also going to learn and you're going to succeed at a lot of things as well. Stop using the word should have, like I should have done this by now or I should have come further because with that, you're focusing on what you're lacking. Instead of using should have, just say, I want to do this. 
And if you really need to compare yourself to someone, compare yourself to you. What can you do to improve your life? What can you do to improve this? Or, man, I have come so far in life and I used to be like this, but now I'm better. So if you really feel the need to compare yourself to someone, just compare yourself to you. So on this episode, I also wanted to do a big sis advice segment. So here it is. One of the questions I got is, how can I get closer to my sister? I'm the oldest and our relationship is not the best. I am an older sister as well. And my sister and I are seven years apart. So she's 25. I am 32. When we were little, like when I was seven and she was a baby, we were like little besties. She was my little doll. We would play all the time. But once we hit, like, maybe she hit her teens and I was, like, maybe in my early 20s, we had a lot of conflict. It was mostly over clothes or me trying to act like a mom and trying to protect her because I was super overprotective. But she herself would see that basically I was the enemy and it created a lot of conflict between us. And just recently, maybe, like, Four or five years ago, we started to get closer again and be more open with each other. And the way you get closer to your sister is by listening and not judging them. Because I used to be a little mom. Like, that's what I was. Like, I'd get on her case about anything she did that she shared with me and I thought it was wrong. So what you have to learn, I don't know, like, the background of your relationship. But for me to get closer to my sister, I had to step back and be a friend and not be a mom. So that's important because when you're an older sibling, you kind of feel this need to protect your siblings. And just you don't want them to get hurt or you don't want them to fail or you don't want them to do anything that will affect their life negatively. But what I've learned is that I took a step back and acted like a friend and a sister and not acted so overprotective and my sister confided then more in me. I also make an effort to, you know, have sister dates. It's important. Um, My sister and I see each other often, but a lot of the times we're in a family setting with everybody and it's different when you're just one-on-one. Like when we just go to the mall and like we go shopping and go have some acai bowls or dinner or whatever. It's just a different dynamic. We're more open with each other and it just takes effort. So just maybe ask your sister, hey, I'd like to hang out with you. Like, let's go to lunch together or let's go to the gym together. Go on a walk, whatever it is. Just start off small and make that effort. And hopefully your sister is willing to do that because it takes two. You can't just be doing the work yourself, but you can initiate the start of building your relationship again. I also got the question, how can I heal from growing up parenting my siblings instead of being their big sis? And it kind of just goes with what I just said about building a relationship with your siblings. You just have to start fresh and take a step back. You are not their parent. You are their sibling and it's A very difficult habit to break. I I still catch myself sometimes trying to be my sister's parent, but it's important to just realize what you're doing and think about being in their shoes. How would you like your sibling to treat you or to give you advice or just to listen and just to be there for you? I am going to do an episode with my sister about this, like how to stop parenting your sibling because we talked about it. I think that one time she did 
the way I realized that I was doing that is that she brought it up to me. She's like, sometimes I just feel like you act like a mom. And I was like mind blown. I was kind of speechless because I didn't realize I was doing it. So maybe communicate with your sibling and ask them like, hey, like I know in the past I've been kind of acting like a parent and how would you like me to be there for you? Like I want our relationship to get better. Just communication is key. Okay, next question. So I got a question that says, what's the one advice you would give someone who's going through a lot mentally and physically? My advice is that if you're going through a lot mentally, that it's temporary and you need to figure out what will make you feel better if it's going to therapy or talking to someone about it. For me, it's very important that when I'm not feeling mentally well, I communicate that. I am very good about that. If you don't feel like you have anyone to talk to, then maybe you should consider therapy. And as far as physically, I'm not sure if you're talking about like feeling mentally and physically exhausted because they correlate like hand in hand. If you're feeling bad mentally, it usually transpires to physically. And I've felt like that before. I mean, I just talked about earlier on the podcast that on Tuesday, I just felt exhausted and just mentally drained and physically I was just laying there and sometimes you need to listen to your body but it's also important to like make it a thing to say what would make me feel better if it's a small walk like take your mind off of things and like I said therapy always helps next question any advice on leaving your nine to five in search of career so personally I do believe that I live by the life is too short to be unhappy and the times that I've been unhappy at jobs I have left them but always had something lined up because I didn't have a backup plan I didn't have money saved up so if you are thinking of leaving to your nine to five to actually like go back to school or you don't want to work or you want to take some time off I would just stack money like a lot of my friends have done that Angela if you haven't heard the episode um we talk about dating, but we also talk about her journey on leaving her nine to five. And she left her nine to five, just saved some money and ended up moving to Mexico City. And now she's living her best life. I think that if you're unhappy, you should either start looking for other jobs and have something lined up. And if you want to take some time off, just save and stack your pennies and just have a few months of freedom and maybe figure out what you want to do with your life. I think that it's frowned upon when people are like oh but you're leaving this nine to five with all these benefits and stuff and your retirement and this and that and I used to be like that I'm not gonna lie I used to be like oh my god like I need this and I need that but what guarantees in life that you're gonna be there until retirement like the other day my friend was like oh but I have such a good retirement and I'm like yeah that's cool but are you gonna make it to retirement like I hope you do but if you don't then you're gonna be unhappy and miserable at this job forever like find something that you like to do and do it. And the last question I'm going to answer, I got a few of these. So it's about feeling guilty for moving out from your parents' house. I moved out when I was, gosh, how old was I? Like 24, 25. I can't really remember, but I moved out the first time when I was like 24 or 25. And I did feel very guilty for leaving, but my situation wasn't great. Um, I hope that the people that asked this question, your situation is a good relationship with your parents. And you're always going to feel a sense of abandonment, like you're abandoning them, because I always felt that way. But at the same time, is like at some point, we're destined to 
leave our homes and create our homes and you learn so much about yourself like I encourage everybody to live on their own because you learn to appreciate your parents more or you learn to appreciate that you're not there anymore I did a little bit of both I really appreciated everything my mom would do for me um and the the way I brought it up my parents were very against the first time I moved out they were like, I can't believe you're leaving. We bought a house, like kind of guilt tripping me. But at the same time, I knew that I needed to remove myself from the situation because it wasn't healthy for me mentally. Um, if you don't have any issues with your parents and you just want to move out because you want your independence, then explain that to them. Be like, I appreciate everything you do for me, but I think it's time for me to leave the nest and spread my wings and see what's out there in the world. Like, it's just about communicating and letting them know your feelings. And sometimes you're going to get pushback. My parents gave me so much pushback. They would talk smack all the time. And it taught me a lot about myself. And I grew into a completely different person. And I fended for myself. Although I was already very independent, it's a different type of independence. And you realize how much everything costs. And you also evolve as a person. So you just have to learn how to communicate with your parents and just start off with like you, like I know that you guys have done so much for me if they have and be like but I think it's time for me to live on my own I just want to have some independence and I know a lot of people who've never lived on their own and then they get married and then they're like shocked like oh my god this costs this much or conflict happens and I recommend to everyone to move out on their own before you get in a relationship with someone or you move in with someone because for me when I lived on my own it was so different and then I moved in with an ex-boyfriend and that's a whole nother story like that was a challenge as well but you just have to be open with your parents and it's hard sometimes to bring up that conversation because a lot of Hispanic parents will guilt trip you like oh no sé qué quieres like I don't know what you want like tienes todo aquí I gave you everything you have everything here and it's stories that like I've heard from friends or myself. Um, my my dad was very like, I worked so hard to get this house and now you want to leave and we have all these rooms and you guys don't want to live with me. But it's just part of growing up. And I think that parents sometimes don't realize that that's part of the process and it's hard for them. And it's also hard for you because you don't want to feel like you're ungrateful but you have to be a little selfish and put yourself first. That's all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow me at Unbreakable Latina on Instagram and TikTok, on Twitter at Latina Podcaster. And now I am on YouTube. I did upload my first YouTube video. It's about how I started my podcast. So go subscribe to my YouTube channel. And I'm going to try to do more videos about going into detail about what I used to upload my podcast, edit, record, and all that. So let me know what you think. Um, comment on the video. Also, if you want to get your hands on an Unbreakable Latina sticker, they're still on sale on my website at www.unbreakablelatina.com and go under the tab that shows shop. You can order yours today. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye! Thank you.